on this edition of Kiwi Tripsters, we delve into the urban eats, drinks and adventures waiting for you in Auckland. From the glamorous hospitality venues strung around the waterfront to the head turners of Commercial Bay, we explore Waiheke Island and the latest entertainment temptations in the Sky City Precinct. Stir your imagination in Auckland. Welcome back to Kiwi Tripsters. Buckle up and take off to spectacular destinations as we continue our journey and share the inside word on all things travel. Whether it's luxury travel or backpacking on a budget, whether it's cruising or foodie trips, we've got you covered with top tips and tricks so you can have an amazing travel experience. And now, over to your hosts, Mike Yardley and Chris Lynch. Kia ora and welcome aboard Kiwi Tripsters. I'm Chris Lynch. I'm Mike Yardley. Good to be with you. Good to see you, Michael. You had a good week? Very good. Thank you, Chris. Good. On this edition, we're going to do a bit of free roaming across Auckland, Tamaki Makaurau, and amongst the chocolate box of drawers that the city has so many exciting destinations. I love this place, from the waterfront to the dining scene. It's got all the big lights, bright lights. I've always been a fan. Lived there um, in Auckland for, for eight, nine years. I would go back again in a heartbeat. Good stuff, Chris. Yeah, well, I think the waterfront and the dining scene are the big calling cards of Auckland now. I was there just before Easter uh, to lap up the afterglow of the America's Cup and Emirates Team New Zealand's defence. And the waterfront bars and eateries strung around Viaduct Har- Harbour and Wynyard Quarter They were doing such a brisk trade in the autumn uh, sunshine. It's such a beautiful setting for a nice leisurely stroll, morning, noon or night. And there's no question that Auckland's centre of gravity, its heart and soul, is absolutely rooted in that waterfront now. Mm. So whether you're at, you know, West Haven Marina or down at Britomart, with a water view, that is the soul of Auckland, I believe. You're right. So let's free roam some of the venues on a bit of a glorified urban food safari. Tell us about Homeland. Homeland is so much more than just an eatery. It's actually self-described as a food embassy. So it encompasses a dining room, a cooking school, and an innovation hub. It's overlooking West Haven Marina, and it's headed up by Peter Gordon and Alastair Carruthers. It is such a radiant venue because it embraces New Zealand producers. It teaches people how to cook. Um, A lot of... um, um, I suppose you would say, at-risk community groups. Refugees will go there to learn how to cook New Zealand food. That's really cool. Um, Yeah, they're a really staunch cheerleader for buying local and promoting local producers. They've got a very strong social conscience. I was particularly struck by that Community Tuesday initiative where you will have all sorts of community groups in to do hands-on training. It's a powerful... Uh, and uh, pro-sustainable hub of all good things food. And you were telling me before what I like about this place too, they handpicked local producers too. And that's important to know that because then I feel more inclined to go there because you know you're supporting something else down the food supply chain. That's right, and they will change it up. So when you go there like to have brunch or, or dinner, on the menu they will spotlight their current suppliers. So when I was there a couple of weeks ago, they had uh, suppliers being showcased like the Taipa Salt Pig who have perfected organic and sustainable salt harvesting uh, from the waters of Northland. Then there is uh, Cloudy Bay Clams, Nui, the island of Nui, the honey from Nui, uh, Chatham Island's Power, Tonga, the Hailala Vanilla is being showcased at Homeland, and also Hungy Pork Belly. The pork is cooked 
in a hungy pit at Ruby Spragan's base in Bethel's Beach, and then it's brought to homeland where they will warm it up in their wood-fired roaster. I had that hungy pork belly for brunch as part of this delicious dish which came with corn fritters and um, some stewed apple. It was amazing. Nice, sounds good. Now, Britomart continues to evolve and develop, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, and an on-trend head-turner at Britomart is Kingi. If you love your kaimoana, uh, Kingi is the place to go. It's housed on the ground floor of uh, the the Heritage Building Masonic House in Galway Street. And once again, uh, similar to Homeland, Kingi is a really staunch champion of sustainably caught seafood. Uh, And the provenance of every item on the menu is proudly specified. Uh, to the point that even some of the names of the fishermen and fisherwomen are listed as well on the menu. I plumped for That's their cool. yellow belly flounder, capers, mm. curry leaves from oh. the Kaipara Harbour. It was absolutely Sounds divine. lovely. Yeah. Um, and when visiting uh, Tamaki Makoto, you have to recommend going to the likes of Iconic Auckland Eats. Yes. Now, this is a fabulous compilation of 100 signature dishes that have been voted on by Aucklanders. The variety is astonishing. Um, A place that I definitely recommend you go to, which is highlighted in these uh, 100 Eats, is Ahi, which is a new venue open in uh, the Commercial Bay Dining and Retail Precinct. Their Tamana Lamb and Cheese Savoury is one of these 100 iconic eats. And Ahi is headed up by Ben Bailey. You'll probably know Ben from the TV show, A New Zealand Food Story. Uh, and this is where Ben scours the nation for the best produce we have to offer. And Ahi's menu is very much, once again, um, um, a cheerleader of the diversity of Kiwi growers and producers. It's a classy but casual venue in Commercial Bay with a nice harbour view, but they've got some really interesting flavours uh, in their menu. Um, I had uh, a flamed Japanese quail. They've got hungy power there. And also you've got to try the Auckland Island scampi hot dog, which is absolutely delicious. I'm a bit of fan of Federal Street. Did you mm. head there? Any Anything you like there? Well, I've never been to Al Brown's Depot Eatery. Which oh, that's has, always um, yeah, it's good. It's really popular, Can't isn't it? Can't go wrong there. Yeah, it, it has been a Federal Street mainstay for years, and I know locals in Auckland just love the place. Um, they're also uh, uh, headlined in the iconic Auckland Eats for their turbot sliders, uh, with pickled lemon mayo and watercress. Now, when the turbot isn't available, they'll swap that out for snapper. I had snapper sliders for lunch at uh, the depot eatery. <laughs> Just superb. And the other thing which I would really recommend you order up when you're there, uh, their potato skins are just fantastic. Oh, yes, that's right. And the grilled brisket. Oh, I do like grilled brisket. Um, yeah, Al Brown's depot eatery is a must. Something sweet? Well, if you're a fan of ice cream, I only came across this place for the first time a couple of weeks ago, but it's been around for a while. Giapo is the place to go for seriously expressive ice cream in Auckland, and they will do the most wackily inventive shapes with ice cream at Giapo. Um, A trip to Tapapa inspired Giapo's colossal squid ice cream cone. And it's like this artistic creation on a cone. You can get the Sky Tower cone, lots of really unusual flavours like Aperol Spritz, steamed pudding ice cream, hello, um, or even blackberry mustard sorbet. Just an amazing place, Giapo.
You're with Kiwi Tripsters as we take a bite out of Auckland. Mike, what whetted your whistle out west? Well, first of all, I headed over the Waitakere's to check out those incredible black sand uh, beaches and to take in some choice walks from Piha. I really liked the Kitty Kitty Falls walk, which has been upgraded with boardwalk so that you can enjoy the best of the bush without <clears throat> you um, doing any harm to the kauri trees mm. uh, that, of course, have been under siege in recent years from the kauri dieback disease. The walk um, is on a gradual ascent, but it's it's manageable. You've got a couple of stream crossings, uh, and then, of course, you reach those fabulous falls. Another really cool walk is the Musa Bay Loop Path that starts high up above Piha Beach, so you have those incredible views, and that leads you to Ta'ahuha Headland, which was previously the site of a very significant Māori pa, but it's the views up and down the rugged west coast as the ocean seems to breathe in and out uh, with all of that native forest exploding from the earth. That is what will really knock your socks off. Nice. Uh, you'll be needing some drink breaks after all that hiking, though. Oh, I did, Chris. And I ventured to Little Creatures, which is in Hobsonville Point. So uh, it was about a 20-minute drive from Piha, but it's such a cool, hoppy venture, Little Creatures. And if the name is familiar... You may well have come across it first in Australia because this is the Fremantle-founded craft brewery that has now opened this New Zealand satellite. But Little Creatures is the most successful Australian craft beer. And they've been operating at Hobsonville at Catalina Bay for the last couple of years. What I love about it is you've got this gorgeous waterside venue and Catalina Bay, as the name would suggest, has so much aviation history. Um, it was a military base uh, with a lot of World War II um, history. It's also the birthplace of commercial aviation in New Zealand. Oh, wow. But Little Creatures is based in the old Sunderland hangar, uh, which stems back from World War II. And it is such an incredible venue, this hangar. They've still got the original hangar doors, which they open up every day. Um, this massive restaurant and eatery um, and then they've got some uh, adjoining venues some of them have been sort of period furnished so the Kitty Hawk bar is like a throwback to a 1940s officer's mess uh, styled bar it is just brilliant really good um, brews obviously I highly recommend a Catalina Lager that was my runaway favourite uh, great menu and very family friendly too. So yeah, an, an amazing venue. Mike, there's been a stack of exciting new hotel openings in Auckland recently. Um, yes. You know, different, difficult kind of period, but it, it was life goes on. Yeah, well obviously a lot of these uh, hotels had the America's Cup in mind mm. uh, for opening and then along came COVID. But um, some of the new ones, which uh, you may want to check out, Hotel Britomart, the Park Hyatt, down by the waterfront is just glorious, and also uh, the QT, Auckland Hotel. Uh, I'm a big fan of the whole QT brand, and QT Auckland uh, is dressed to impress. Really effervescent staff, stylishly designed, <clears throat> lots of engaging art all throughout the hotel, superb cuisine, uh, great drinks, it's contemporary, it's individualistic, it's very quirky. And a good restaurant. Yes, Esther is the restaurant. So whether you're staying in-house or not, uh, the food and drink offerings are the real star feature at the QT. Uh, 
And um, one of Auckland's A-list chefs, Sean Connolly, who previously was at the helm of Sky City's The Grill, um, he is directing the food and beverage, including the ravishing restaurant Esther, which is very Mediterranean-inspired. Um, it's actually named in honour of uh, Sean's grandmother. Uh, and they've got like this open country-style kitchen. It's very light and bright. Uh, it does actually sort of feel like you've wandered into someone's designer home. It's got that feel about it. Um, they've got a fabulous wood-fired oven. Uh, they do primo pizzas and breads. The menu beats to a very sheer plate tempo. And whatever you order up, order up and you'll probably want to try a few sheer plates, you must not miss the baked and sizzling saganaki, which is a Greek cheese which sizzles and is flavoured with honey and thyme. It is irrepressible. I reckon they've got that on the menu to hook you in to going back again and again to Esther. It is amazing. And the other really cool touch at the QT is their rooftop rooftop bar. That's been a real hot ticket over summer. Mm. Uh, fabulous views across the harbour and all those super yachts. Uh, and they've got a very sophisticated cocktail menu to work your way through. Very nice. Coming up, we check out some of the city's latest attractions and a classic. Plus, Island Time is calling on Waiheke. Stay tuned. Kiwi Tripsters will be right back after this break. From world-class shopping, dining and entertainment to beautiful islands, native bush and black sand beaches, Auckland's chocolate box of city break adventures and experiences spans all tastes. Stir your imagination. Make your first port of call the official website, aucklandnz.com. You're with Kiwi Tripsters. Let's now head to Waikiki Island, which is one of Auckland's crown jewels. Now, Mike, you did the Eco Zip Adventures. What is all this about? Well, it's a surefire way to jolt your awake uh, from your morning slumber. So I took an early morning ferry over to Waiheke and made my way up to one of the island's highest points, Trig Hill, which is where EcoZip Adventures is based. Um, there's quite a few strands to the experience. First of all, when you arrive at Trick Hill, it's the views in every direction, across the Great Barrier Island, across to the city skyline, mm. across the Coromandel Peninsula. You feel like you are on top of the world um, at EcoZip Adventures. And then, of course, you've got the riding, three zip lines to hurtle you across the forest canopy and hillside vineyards at around 70 to 80K. Now, Chris, as wow. we've discussed before, I lost my zipline virginity, I think, and you did too, at the Christchurch Adventure yep, Park. Yep, yep. So I knew what I was in for. Um, and it is a hell of a sugar rush. Great way, as I say, to wake up at the start of the day. But what was really interesting about um, the EcoZip Adventures is they've got dual zipline cables. So you can essentially fly side by side with a mate or even race your mate above the tree line on those Flying Fox Zips. Really cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, they've got a private old-growth rainforest too. Indeed. Now, this is the eco-dimension to eco-zip. Mm. So when the owners launched this venture about a decade ago, they became the guardians of this rainforest. So after you've been riding the zip lines, you are led 
beneath the forest canopy to learn about their amazing restoration endeavours. They've got this regenerating uh, native forest next to the old growth forest. So they've dealt to the invasive weeds, they're running a massive uh, predator control program and they've planted thousands of native plants in the regenerating forest. And then in the old growth podocarp forest, which is a real jewel, um, I just loved eyeing up all of the really tall timber. I was particularly intrigued by these trees called puriri trees, which predominantly you will find in the North Island. Mm. And the thing about these ancient puriri trees, which is so fascinating, is the moth, the puriri tree moth, which is New Zealand's largest moth. The adult female moth is as wide as your ouch outstretched hand. Wow. Right? That's how massive it is. It's like a mitt, that's too, this that's moth. doesn't sound very nice. Well, it has a pretty tough life. Um, so they spend seven years living in the tree as a caterpillar, mm. and then after seven years, the female moth will come out of the tree, spread about 2,000 eggs all through the forest floor for seven days, mm. and die. That's it. That's well, so tragic life. I, it's, a, it's quite a tragic life. I don't think the Puridi moth would be a top contender on your reincarnation wish no, list. No, it wouldn't be. No. Um, I hope you didn't eat it. What did you have for lunch? <laughs> well, the moth not was the moth. not on the menu at 372. Well. <laughs> yeah. 372 is one of the must-go-to places now on Waiheke Island. You'll find it at Onatangi Beach, right next door to Charlie Farley's. And in fact, the people who set up Charlie Farley's um, also set up uh, 372. Beautiful beachfront bistro. It takes its name from the local area phone code, 372, in case you're wondering. And... um, they're the only Waiheke Island haunt to make its way into the iconic Auckland Eats Bible. It's the sort of place you could easily gorge at day after day. The signature dish there at 372, which I happily devoured, was the whole flounder. I'm normally not good with bones and fish. Mm. I normally like to have my fish boneless, so I had to navigate my way through the bones of this whole flounder, but I didn't choke. Um, just beautifully presented it comes with shoestring potatoes, absolutely sublime. Make sure you leave some room for dessert and be sure to order up the lemon and blackcurrant meringue oh, pie. Yum. That sounds oh, nice. Which is as sweet and as zesty as it sounds. And you foraged and made botanical cocktails as well, didn't you? Indeed. I've always been intrigued by how Waiheke's population profile is such a mishmash. You have. It is now, isn't it? It is. Because you've got all of those seasoned bohemians and hippies living cheek by jowl with all of that wealth, all of the money mm. of Auckland. Very unlikely bed pals, I would have thought. So I hooked up with Helen Olstead, who very much falls into the hippie, hippie shake category. Um, and she has all of the insider goss on why hecky goings on. I think they all do, don't they? Well, I think they do. <laughs> Helen knew it all. Helen was like, the walking newspaper of Waiheke Island. But she had some really cool yarns uh, to tell. And something which I was quite intrigued by is, uh, like some of the other islands in the Hauraki Gulf, Waiheke is possum-free. But Helen said to me how from time to time, a dead possum is smuggled over from the mainland by some mischievous local, and they'll just deposit it on the street, like roadkill, And the reason they do this is to 
sort of stir false alarm amongst the locals that they've got a possum outbreak on Waiheke Island. Now, is, why would you want to do that? Isn't that a naughty thing to do? It's very naughty. Idle amusement, I suspect, Chris. Okay. Anyways, Helen is like a lifelong medical herbalist, and she runs these really interesting foraging and botanical drinks-making workshops and walks. So... She met me at 372 and we walked along on her tangy beach and she led me on this walk and we plucked a range of plants and weeds, everything from dandelion leaves to kanuka and kawakawa, and we whipped them up into surprisingly agreeable juices and teas and cocktails. Uh, And she's got her own copper still, so it's all very hands-on, but yeah, a really unique experience. Sounds sounds really cool. Mm. Um, Speaking of alcohol, I suppose, lots of wineries on the island. Is there a particular one that won you over? Well, it's really hard to choose because I know a lot of people love Batch Winery, Stony Ridge, which is um, an old-timer. Mudbrick is where I went, and it absolutely won me over. I think it's because it's the complete package. It's the epitome of a destination vineyard because you've got the most celestial views, for starters, across to Rangitoto and the city skyline. The buildings, as the name would suggest, are hand-hewn mud brick buildings. So it's like walking into a storybook at mud brick. Um, beautiful potager gardens, the rolling vines, uh, the dining venues just ooze Auckland swank. And the wine is exceptional. I'm not a big white wine drinker. I prefer reds. But their Chardonnay is really good. And if there was one I had to uh, pick out, it would be their Francesca Chardonnay. Absolutely magnificent. Finally, on this edition of Kiwi Tripsters, this is something I'm always looking forward to. That's always the the novelty signature Auckland attractions and Sky City Entertainment. Uh, well, they've got some new ones, Mike. I didn't even know about this. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's only been open four months, but the All Blacks experience is absolutely spectacular. It is cutting edge. It's a one-of-a-kind showcase of the All Blacks, the Black Ferns, and our other national rugby teams in black. It's a joint venture between Naitahu Tourism mm. and New Zealand Rugby. Um, but the thing about it is, is it's far more than like a, a static museum experience. It is chock full with interactive features and you get a real sense of being transported into the cauldron from sitting in the changing rooms before a test match while the coach belts out his final instructions to running onto the playing field. Wow. The best thing of all, Chris, and honestly, you've got to experience this, they have set up this really cool high-tech experience where you find yourself transported into the middle of a mock rugby field in a sold-out stadium standing just behind the centre line, and you literally come face-to-face with a four-metre-high haka performed by the entire All Blacks rugby team. The actual haka was... Recorded, I believe, in Hamilton a year or two ago. So then that's what's presented on these giant video screens. But it's right in front of you. So it truly is spine tingling. You feel the power and the raw passion of the encounter. It is just incredible. Is it a guided tour? Yeah. So I had this fantastic young rugby guy um, take me through 
the tour. It's about a 45-minute guided tour, but um, you'll get lots of first-hand stories from a lot of the legends of the game. Um, every single player who has donned the All Blacks jersey, they have their name immortalised on the walls as you walk around the galleries. And there is a fascinating display which illustrates just how dominant the All Blacks have been over the years in world rugby. Um, the tour culminates in the game zone uh, where you can try out your kicking, catching and line-out skills against today's All Blacks and also Black Ferns. I was a little bit apprehensive about this because I'm completely useless at a lot of these sort of physical activities, but um, <laughs> I actually did quite well in the line-out stakes, Chris. I think I might have missed my calling in life. I was a really good line-out thrower. Good for you, Michael. Good for you. <laughs> Which, considering I'm only five foot eight, what am I, five eight? Four foot eight. No, uh, this, five foot eight. This attraction, this is actually based in the Sky City Complex. Yes, it is. By the way, the Bledisloe Cup is currently on display at the All Blacks Experience as well, which I've I'd never seen before in the flesh. It's very dinged up, the Bledisloe Cup. It's got a lot of battle wounds. Uh, but yes, uh, in the Sky City, in the old convention centre site, and, a, and next door to the All Blacks ex, uh, Experience is Weta Workshop Unleashed. So you might have been to the Weta Cave in Midamar in Wellington. Mm. Uh, this is like it's Auckland offshoot, but it's a very different experience. I think it will appeal particularly to kids. Um, and it's very much a journey through Weta's creative process, particularly the worlds of horror, of sci-fi and fantasy. It's a 90-minute experience, really escapist, loaded galore with monsters and giants and robots, very trippy displays. And you can also take the opportunity to do some DIY uh, with special effects makeup. You can learn how to create hideously convincing cool. wounds uh, using silicone gels and makeup in the Horror FX workshop. Um, you can go DIY in the leather workshop, um, making your own keepsakes from genuine leather. So, yeah, absolutely unleash yourself with the Weta Workshop wizardry. Now, what about some of the adrenaline adventure, like on the Sky Tower, Michael? Well, these are Give some of the go. old classics. Some of the old classics at the Sky Tower. But if you want to follow in the footsteps of Justin Bieber, Tom Cruise and Michael Bu 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 uh, Buble, and also Beyonce. Beyonce, yes. You can ascend the tower for some elevated adventure. You've got the Sky Jump and the Sky Walk, which are both operated by AJ Hackett. I've never done the Sky Jump. I'm not a major fan of bungee jumping no. or hurtling yourself, you know, from on high. Mm. But I thought I'd try the Sky Walk because I thought it sounded like a very easy stroll. Oh, no, it's not, as I've seen what they do. I completely freaked out. <laughs> Did you, did you actually do it though? Well, I was yeah, I did do it. I was expecting a nice handrail, yeah, you know, to make you feel somewhat at ease. Yeah, one hundred and twenty uh, ninety-two meters above sea level as you walk out. So there is no handrail. Um, you do have ropes, mm -hmm. and you're clipped on to what though? Uh, to a rail above you, right? So you can't fall, uh, you can't just disappear, mm. but it, you just feel so exposed. And if it's a windy day. Yes, and it was. Always the way. It was a keen breeze. Oh. So I made my way around the circular platform, which is directly below the Sugar Club restaurant. So all these people are out there looking at you as they're tucking into their lunch. Um 
But I took a lot of deep breaths, a lot of deep breaths. Uh, at first I thought I was going to chicken out, but I didn't. Good. But I did feel very mortal. But, um, yeah, if you want to try your hand at skywalking, uh, do take deep breaths as you make your way around that ledge. It is quite enthralling after you get over the initial shock of feeling so exposed. I have to say, Chris, the endorphin rush did actually leave me feeling rather tingly for the rest of the day. And exhausted? Yes. Yeah, I know that, I know <laughs> what you mean. I will give it I may give it a go at some stage. The thing is if I'd done the sky jump it would have been all over and done within ten seconds. Yeah, but that even looks worse though, doesn't it? Yes. You know? Yes. Maybe one day. Mm. Maybe one day. Um thank you for that. I feel I, I could I could sense your Vulnerability. I, I felt so vulnerable. I hate that feeling. Mm-hmm. But um, yes. Listen, if you uh, fancy a great city break in the sale, in the city of sales, you can head to the official website, by the way, for more inspiration, AucklandNZ.com. You can also check out our articles on our Auckland Adventures at fortheloveoftravel.net.nz. And be sure to like us on the Facebook page. And of course, all the show notes are available on the website, kiwitripsters.co.nz. Plus, if you'd like to rate or review Kiwi Tripsters, you are very welcome to do so on the podcast service of your choice. And we hope to catch you again in a couple of weeks' time. Take care. And that's a wrap for this episode of Kiwi Tripsters. Liked what you listened to? Then join us for our next episode of Kiwi Tripsters, where we bring you more travel inspiration, giveaways, and insider knowledge with expert guests on the show. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram, and visit us on kiwitripsters.co.nz. But most importantly, subscribe and comment on Apple Podcasts, and tell us what you think of our show. Till next time, safe travels. Safe travels.